Hello, all you cuties out there, and welcome to Honey Baby Sweetie Love. A guide from two best friends to the very easy and incredibly straightforward world of dating in New York City. I'm Colby Smith, and with me as always is my co-host Amir Khan. Amir! Hey there, honeys and sweeties and babies and loves. We are here to give you Honey Baby Sweetie Love to you. Amir, can you spot the lie in what I said? Oh, my God. Easy dating in the city of uh, the Big Apple. That's exactly right. If I know anything about you, Colby, you have a complicated love life. It's not easy or straightforward at all. Especially especially after that last date you went on. Oh, boy. I tell you what, Amir, right now I'm doing okay, but last week I was in rough shape, let me tell you. Tell me. So this girl, she calls me up, right? And she says, come on over, there's nobody home. And I go over, and guess what? There's nobody home. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little bit scared. Okay. Hit me with why. If nobody's home, that's almost a horror movie. Yeah. That's what I thought at the time. I said, I was like, where did this call come from? And I call her back. She's blocked my number. Oh, my F. I know. And so, like, I'm mad because this is a Rodney Dangerfield joke. And (laughs) I was like, girl, are you about to make my life into a Rodney Dangerfield joke right now? And, of course, you know, uh, she couldn't answer because she wasn't home. So you went to a – she gave you an address to a completely empty, abandoned house. (laughs) Yeah, it was an abandoned house. Holy shite. I got there and there was like, it was like, it was like in the middle of the day and it was, but it was like dark around the house, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. A little bit scary. A little bit scary. Was it an old house? It was pretty, no, it was like brand, no, no, it was brand new. It kind of looked like, like a, like if you go to like the beach and you see like a house that was built just for like bros to rent out and party in, Mm. it kind of looked like that or it was like brand new, but like had no character. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm talking about? I wish I had one of those. Yeah? Yeah. You go to the beach and party, though. Well, I'm a bit of a party slut, um, and it's like a fun thing for me. I just like to go out and party. It's like, um, first party I see, even if I'm walking down the street and I just hear some loud music, I'm in there. It's a loud car. I'm in that car. It's a loud house. I'm in that house. It's a loud restaurant, baby. You know I'm eating a freaking chick sandwich. You know, it's so funny that you say chick sandwich because, you know, you were telling me earlier before we got on that you experienced a bit of a chick sandwich this week, didn't you? Well, yes. Okay. So I, as you know, my main dating method is I think Tinder is out of date. I think, okay, Cupid is out of date and Hinge, all that's out of date. And it's kind of like, you know, they say fashion comes back 10 years later, 20 years later. I was in an AIM message board, like the chat rooms, and I was in there just chatting it around. I was in the hot dog uh, chat room talking about, you know, Chicago dogs, et cetera. And this, this person messages me. They say, 
wow, you have such a good taste in hot dogs. I like it with a lot of relish. That person did too. So we meet up. You're not going to believe who this is. It's Mary-Kate Olsen and Chris Hansen. Oh, my God. And there was a lot of mixed messages there. One, I was like, Mary-Kate, why are you alone? I expected the other sister. Yeah. I see one, you expect the other. Kind of cool, because that's what people like, twins, I guess. And then the other one was Chris Hansen on a date. When you see Chris Hansen in person, you say, what did I do wrong? Because mm-hmm. you think you're going to go to prison shortly after that. But no, it was a good date, uh, and we had a threesome. That's really awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were the steps to get to the threesome? I feel like that's the kind of thing that doesn't just happen. Absolutely, absolutely. So we were there, we're talking, you know, we met at Nathan's because we we're talking about hot dogs. So it's like, let's meet at Nathan's hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That place. Um, and we were just talking about it. And I was like, have you guys ever had chicken hot dog? And they said, that sounds a little bit like a chick sandwich. And I was like, have you guys ever, you know, had one person in the middle and then two on the sides. And they said, I'd like to try. And uh, I said, wow. So we got in uh, Chris Hansen's car and we had a chick sandwich, if you get what I'm saying. So the threesome was you, Mary Kate Olsen, and Chris Hansen. Mm. You know what? They, they call it a devil's threesome when it's two guys and one girl. Why? Because Satan does it that way. Him and who else? It's so it's Satan. The Archangel Gabriel. <laughs> and get this. Mm. Mary Kate Olsen. <laughs> I should have known when I saw her, like, it was about to happen. We're about to do the, the uh, devil style. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was... You know, I know you've been having a hard time with dating and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been been li- I mean, I'm fine now, but last week I was in rough shape. Yeah. What were I, you saying? I've been going a bit of an upswing. Like, well, my thing is more of I'm looking for love, but uh, my sexual appeal, I guess, is just so strong that people just want to use me for my sexual intercourse. Oh, yeah. That's really and hard. I want love afterwards from me. And that's mainly yeah. my whole thing is I want love. Well, you put it out there. You know, you kind of put it out there as just like, like you can use me. Like, I'm a player. Like, we're all players well, we're in the same game. What? I wear a gimp mask. You wear... And people see that and they just think this is a guy who's just good for a good time. You yeah. know? They're like, I want to use and abuse. And I'm, I'm just saying you're complicit in this. You know, it's, it's, not like, it's not something that other people keep doing to you. Yep. Uh, and you know what? You know, it's a fun time. It's a good time. But at the end of the day, I'm coming home alone. Yeah. And I'm crying listening to Riding Solo by Jason Derulo. <laughs> So one of the things we do on this show is we interview comedians uh, because, you know, it's just the most interesting stuff about them. Like I hear comedians on shows being like really funny and I'm like, yeah, like I'm laughing at their stuff. (laughs) But like, how do they fuck? Like I see Jerry Seinfeld and I I, I think he's a good stand-up, but I'm like, is he a good boyfriend? Is he a good husband? Is he a good father? And this Seinfeld. show... Yeah, Seinfeld. Uh, he's a good father figure to his girlfriends, I believe. <laughs> so this show kind of gets to the bottom of those questions. So we have a guest today. Her name is Carolyn Egan. 
She is an improviser. She told us before we started recording that she's had 100 boyfriends. <laughs> Carolyn, how does that even happen? Um, it's actually a lot easier than you would think. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on the show. Hey, I'm so glad you could be here. Yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm exhausted. I don't have a lot of free time to myself um, because I date so many people at once. But it really, like, it doesn't give you a single second to have to sit with your own thoughts. So it's actually, like, the most rewarding thing you could do in your life is to just constantly be with somebody Mm -hmm. else. So, like, um, I would say I probably started dating at the age of three. But, you know, just, like, regular, like, oh, he's my boyfriend type of thing. Um, yes, and yes. I count every single one of those that counts. Every time I've called someone, a boyfriend has counted. Um, even when you sing songs? Uh, even when I sing songs? If, I, if I'm like, no, I would say even if I'm, if I tell the person you're my boyfriend official, that's, that's official. Yeah. Okay. And then in the time between when he says, when he pauses and says no, that's how long we dated. Wow. Yeah. So it's I think actually, that's good. Yeah. Um, but and. and at the moment, I am currently in uh, seven and a half relationships, and oh, really, really great. Uh, this is the happiest I've ever been. Age twenty six. When uh, you say half, um, can you elaborate on? Is it mean like a two and a half men? One of them's a child, or what is? The no, half? no, no, no. So his girlfriend doesn't know that he's dating me, so it's like half. So he's oh, not one hundred percent committed to me. Oh, okay. I see. A is little the other the cheating? other woman. Yeah, yeah. So I'm oh. like. But Amir, I don't, I don't want to step on your question because you had a really good question just now. What Thank you. you. Is it poly or is it cheating um, from one person's end? For him, it's cheating. For me, it's poly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's how I keep my conscience clean because I would never – I let all of my boyfriends know that I am dating other people. Um, and they're, right. all, they're all okay with it. Well, that's, you know, that's a conversation you have to have at the – you know, some people say you have to have that at the beginning. You have to define those those parameters, like from the get go. But you know, I know you have you you also believe this that you can you can just open things up at any time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been married, and then I I, I asked him if we could go polyamorous because he wasn't able to fill in enough of my time, and there was too many minutes alone in the day for me. And yes. What was his job? He, what? He couldn't fill enough of your time, so like he must have been busy with work. I'm oh guessing. yeah, what yeah, yeah. Job? He works. Um, he's a carnival showrunner. <laughs> Owner. Showrunner. So showrunner. Yeah. Well, uh, you see, the carnival is a lot like the television industry in that there is a showrunner, <laughs> usually someone who's kind of worked their way up by working on a lot of maybe like smaller carnivals. Maybe one that started online that was just kind of like a web series carnival. Yeah. Yeah. So it took him, it took him time. So at first, you know, he was working from home a lot, but now he has to like travel and try to find sites for where yeah. he can post his carnivals and stuff like that. It's so, a lot of time away from home. Yeah. And it really, I really didn't enjoy um, having thoughts that I had to explore myself. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, honey, um, I really, I want to open up this relationship. And at first well, he said, were you no. married? We were married for a year, mm-hmm. just a wow. year. And then it just became too much for me. You know, I was crying every single day in my room um, and I thought something has to change. So <laughs> I thought I should date more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, how did he, he was, take it? I, I, yeah, you were just going to say. I, I'm yeah, sorry. so he was actually pretty mad. He was pretty mad, I'll be completely honest. But because I was vulnerable and I was open with him and the fact that um, he has never dated anybody else and he thinks that we're soulmates. Um, oh, he had never dated anybody else. No, he's never been with anybody else. So he okay. agreed that I can date other people, but he does not. Does he want to or he just can't get the other date going no he does not want to wow mm. he's he never is- dated so you said i mean maybe this is just my own you know kind of preconceptions coming to play here but you said he's a carnival worker and i pictured uh-huh. you know kind of a much older man uh <laughs> kind of like the guy from house of a thousand corpses kind of like guy. exactly um older man in that i mean he is he is third He's 13 years older than me, but he's not a lot older than me. Okay, okay. yeah, that's, I would say that's not a lot. That's yeah. normal. He's 39. He's 39, yeah. I've dated someone 13 years younger than me. Oh, that could, uh, that I was could 21 be. at the time. Okay, you shouldn't say that. Amir, uh, Amir does have this thing where every time we do the show, he incriminates himself in a crime. Um, oh, nice. Sometimes there, a lot of times it's just minor. It's 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 like I'm like, so Amir, tell tell me about this date. Well, this and, one and is he, a minor, yeah. And here, <laughs> in a way, would, yeah, yeah. In a way, this one is is a minor too. So um, anyway, so you're in this open marriage. It's like one sided open marriage, mm-hmm. and it ends. Ah. Oh. When a marriage uh, ends, yes, uh, you it's uh, ugh, Amir is ow. he's feeling what I'm feeling, which is which is kind of pain in my elbow because I played basketball yesterday. Uh, your three pointers are good though. But it's like when a marriage ends, it's like, how did we get here? The numbers were on our side. Most people stay together. No, your contract is on your side too, and you still couldn't. Do it. You couldn't pull through. I mean, yeah, our, you're right in that a lot of our society is weighted in favor of people who are married, and there are lots of legal and financial reasons to stay together. But it's just like, ah, oh, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I know. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work hard. It's That's like right. It's like a crash and burning train. Yeah, it's a crash and burning. Speaking of trains, uh, Colby, aren't you a bit of a train freak? I am, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, I'm a bit of a train freak. Um, oh, no way. Drops of Jupiter. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant actual trains. I like that song, too. I actually, uh, I lost my virginity to a train song. Which one? Uh, I had to look it up. <laughs> was it playing <laughs> Was it playing on a CD or were you at the concert? Uh... It was playing on the radio in the car. Oh, hey, wow. soul sister. Hey, soul sister. Ah, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So not gotcha. that too long ago. Yeah, not that, not that long ago. You know, I'm only 26. You know. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But Colby, when did, what started your interest in train the the band? The band? Yeah. <laughs> now I want to talk about this. This is really interesting. Well, it is really interesting. You know, when train <laughs> first. When, when Train first hit the scene, I was like, "These guys are too heavy for me." I I couldn't really I couldn't really take it. Um, Maybe emotionally or tonally. Like well, that. kind of both. Like I mean, in the sound of the guitars and I, you know, we you know something crazy. Every time I used to hear some Train songs on the radio, I used to think about nine eleven. 
<laughs> That's real. <laughs> That's real. You know, it's just really heavy. It's really heavy material. And I mean, yeah, yeah. my initial response, I'll be honest, Carolyn, my initial response to that is is anger um, because one of my questions later in the show was going to be, you know, where were you when the towers fell? Oh. Now here's a That's question. kind of I'm a sorry. get to know you. Go ahead, Amir. I have, to, I have to make a little connection here. So you said mm-hmm. that train makes you think of 9-11, yet you lost your virginity to a train song. Mm-hmm. Were you thinking of 9-11 when you lost your virginity? <laughs> oh, God. I hate that you brought it up, but I was, I was, you know. But I was thinking about more like the joy of surviving it, you yes. know. Yeah, like yeah. The horrible tragedy of it. So yeah. I was really in ecstasy, thank God. I wasn't in the the tragedy part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit, I'm on a little bit of ecstasy or MDMA right now. Oh, you are? Just a little bit. You know, I microdose it throughout the day. It doesn't really affect him. It, it kind of like, it, it kind of gets him to zero. Correct. Does it make it hard to connect with people? I feel like that would make it hard. I have a hard time connecting with absolutely almost everybody. Um, I would say Colby's my only friend and we talk once a week, maybe. Once a uh, week is about all I can stomach. Yeah, so I have a hard time connecting for sure with people. Um, but, you know, I'm a bad guy, I think, so it's okay. Oh, I mean, like I Billie Eilish. Oh, uh, like that song? Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're still doing illegal things like dating minors, no, I'd not say anymore. yes, you're a bad That was person. an accident. He doesn't then. do that anymore. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Everybody gets one. <laughs> no. I wouldn't say that, no. I would You're not. probably right. So, Carolyn, you were talking about this a little uh, a little bit ago, but, you know, when when did you first realize that dating was something you might want to do? Uh, you know, when I was three years old. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really have, like, a lot of memories of that time, but I just remember feeling really lonely and neglected as a child, so I needed to have you know, people around me to ensure that I could feel worthy rather mm-hmm. than you know, finding it within myself. So, and I found it's worked so far, you know, as long as I keep a constant stream of men in my life, I have one sucking my toes right now. Um, it's really kept me um, grounded and kept me feeling like a whole person, you know. And what is that man's name sucking uh, your toe? Oh, his name is Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Joey. Yeah, he can't talk. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Joey on the ones you, and toes. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to ask you a quick question, and you could just tell me yes or no on this one. Does pickup artist stuff work? This is a great question. This is um, something we should ask every guest. Yeah, that is a good question. So it works for hookups, and it That's works for marriages, but it does not work. So if you want to just casually date someone, it's not going to work. And if you want to marry someone, it will work. And if you want to just one and done them, it'll work. Smash Have you bang. ever... Sorry, Amir, go ahead. Smash and bang, it's all I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Then yeah, you should definitely try that. Have you ever gone straight from a hookup to a marriage? Me? Yes. Um, I know Amir has. So actually... I know I the had... answer. If I'm, I wouldn't ask Amir because I know that about him. I, I I'm asking ask, you, Am Carolyn. I allowed to ask that? 
Yes. Uh, I'll answer. I'll answer first. Uh, I have not. So my, the, the one person that I've ever been married to, um, we dated since we were 10 years old and, um, we actually, you were married for one year to this one person when you were 10. No, we dated for, uh, seven years. Yeah. Uh. Married for one and then divorced. 18-year-old uh, divorcee. That's a fresh good age to be divorced because you hear stories about older people in their 40s, 50s, sometimes 60s getting divorced and then they're on the market and the market's just smaller. Mm-hmm. So I think you got divorced at the right time. If anybody's listening, you think about getting divorced in an early marriage, just go for it. Just get divorced. Yeah. yeah. Don't question it. Do it before it's too late. Yeah. Especially before you have kids. And if you're mm. older listening to this and you're thinking about getting divorced, do not do it. You're going to die alone. Stay together. You need yes. them. You need them. Uh, even if every time you get home, uh, you're sad and you wish you were at your job you hate and you prefer that than being home. Yes. Uh, perhaps stay in that marriage. Stay together for your own good. And so, stay together for the kids. You remember that song from Blink-182? Of course. There you go. You know, it's it's so funny. Um, every time I hear a Blink-182 song, I can only think of Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> oh. Well, I understand. Which, which part of it, though? Part when everyone came to help or the part when it was really bad? Yeah, the part of Hurricane Katrina when everyone came to help. And there was just so much help around. When yeah. Hurricane Katrina happened. You know, you got to just look for the help. That is what I think of. <laughs> Although, I understand that. I understand where you're coming from. Hey, I do have a question for both of you. Okay. Who is, who, who is the person that you have um, loved the deepest and what happened to them? And are they still in your life? Oh, God. This is a really good question. Absolutely that I know question. That I, I know Amir just had something. has an answer for right, right away. Now. Just and really perfect. Colby right now it's, in it's, three, two, one. Okay. So the question is, who is the person I have loved the deepest and what happened to them? So I'll tell you first what I love about this question is that it supposes correctly that something terrible happened to the person I love the deepest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just from the fact that you've, you're just talking about your dating life sounds pretty, uh, like you didn't have a really strong connection with anyone. That well, I mean, I'm fine now, but last week I was in rough shape. Uh, okay, so just get, get back to it. The person I've loved the deepest. Um. You know, this is kind of a young love story, you know, I mean, as uh, you know, you're, you're feeling those feelings for like the first time when you're a teenager and they, you know, they're always going to be some of like the more intense uh, uh, experiences of your life. Um, and so there I was, you know, just kind of uh, at the county fair, just like at the top of the, at the top of the Ferris wheel. And um, I, I turn... I turn next to me, and who is that but Jessica Jenkins? Leroy Jenkins' sister. Leroy Leroy Jenkins' sister. And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I know your brother. Wait, just a real quick question. Was he a showrunner at the carnival? Leroy Jenkins? Yeah, just curious. If that cuz that would be cool if he was. 
There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just wondering. Uh, <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, wow. My husband was a showrunner at a carnival. <laughs> That's so, that's anyway, anyway, we had this instant connection and um, mm-hmm. uh, it was just kind of this moment, you know, this moment of, of looking into each other's eyes and just kind of knowing, like both being so sure about it, you know, it was to, you know, like to, she, she told me, she was like, the way you said, I know your brother, I was like, I knew you were someone really special. And I said, I said, thank you. I actually have straight A's in school. Wow. Yeah. And you like to talk about how you're a gifted child a lot. So I think that's good that, that you connected on that immediately. Yeah, I do. I, I kind of mentioned that because it was, it, was it was all downhill after that. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in a gifted program. And then, you know, because, you know, when you're in that stuff, mm-hmm. you think I must be really smart. And then as soon as you get out of your, your tiny school where there's only 30 kids in your class, you realize I'm, I'm painfully average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, yeah. in but fact, nothing special about me. Like, exactly. Life. Yeah, that was. It's kind of you know. It's it's a it's it's the Garden of Eden. You know, it's the paradise before the fall. It's you know the knowledge that comes with biting the apple that is the mm. true sin. Um, and I was talking about that with the with Satan before we had a three way with Mary Kate Olson. <laughs> wow, that sounds really disturbing. I'm sorry to hear about that, Amir. Who have you loved the deepest? Wait, but what happened to Jessica? Oh, she was <laughs> killed on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> oh no! Stray what? arrow, stray arrow hit her from another oh, attraction. My oh my god! Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was really sad, but then again, I didn't really know her that well. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That tells me you never have had really any deep connection with anybody. I mean, not like that. Oh boy. Amir, who have you loved the deepest and what happened to them? You're actually not going to like this story, Colby, because I've been withholding it from you for a little bit. Oh, no. Um, it was okay, at the carnival. This is a safe space. Oh, Before my God. me and Colby knew each other, and I oh. met this girl, Jessica. Um, and I'm starting to connect some things now because she told me her brother was a showrunner at the carnival. And, oh, my God. Um, yeah, we were by the elephant ears, and we just had this great, beautiful moment. Our hands, like, they grazed upon each other. Pause, uh, quick question. The elephant ears, the snack, or elephant ears, like, the ears of live elephants? Well, we were watching the elephant eat the peanuts off the floor, so we were by an actual elephant at the carnival. Yes, yes. And um, it was a great moment. Uh, we really connected. We went to the porta potty. We smanged it, uh, smash and bang. Whoa. Uh, really nice. Oh, my God. It was a, one of the best slash worst nights of my life because um i we came out and i said you know i'm gonna go actually use this bathroom now so when i get out you know maybe we can meet up and talk some more when i come i see her with some other guy who is that mm. other guy colby wow and the tragedy is an arrow hitter while she was on a ride oh man oh yeah. my god. Oh, god we both loved the same girl and she and- just had those loving eyes they're poisonous. They, they, they pull you in and then she dies. Oh, yeah. You know, well, honestly, you know, I, I feel great about this story because I, for a long time, thought I would be the only one who could understand what that moment was like, just like looking in those those yellow <laughs> eyes. Sorry, Carolyn. What were you going to say? 
I was just going to say, if Amir hadn't been so nervous about peeing in front of her when they were both in the porter potty, uh, <laughs> then she might have still been alive today, you know? Yeah, that is... Um, that could have changed I think about that the all trajectory the time. of everyone's lives. If we would, if she would have just stood in that porta potty with me while I, uh, like between my legs standing, uh, facing me while I uh, evacuated my bowels, uh, maybe she'd still be alive to this day. But you know that's not what happened. Um, and instead, she got hit by an arrow in those beautiful yellow eyes. Ugh, I'm so sorry, guys. I hope I didn't make this too glum of a podcast. Not at all. I mean, it's good that Amir told you about this because now I feel closer to him than ever. Oh, and you made that happen, Carolyn. Ah, uh, you're welcome. And Carolyn, this is actually important. So you're a comedian, yes? Yes. Tell us a joke. Um, a joke. Oh, what's so funny? Oh, something really funny just happened to me yesterday, actually. Um, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> this is actually really funny, and if I say it, you guys are gonna crack up. Um, so yesterday. When I was on the train, this guy thought he could ask me for money. And I was like, mm, no, you can't. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it's good because I, I hate I said, people no. that have money. I hate yeah, them. It's like, why would, I, why would I give money to help another <laughs> strange <laughs> No, that guy's a dumbass idiot. And actually, I wish he was Jessica Jenkins uh, <laughs> on the train. Thanks for being on. You know, I, I can't help but, but notice, Carolyn, that this happened on a train. Mm-hmm. And every time you hear the band train, mm-hmm. you think of 9-11. Now, when you were telling this homeless man that he couldn't have any of your money. Oh, no. It wasn't, he wasn't a homeless man. He was a father with a son who just needed some change to get on the subway because he lost his wallet. And I said, absolutely not. Even worse. I, absolutely not. Even worse. It's so funny that he thought he could ask me. And you were thinking about 9-11 while he asked you. Yeah, as I was, yeah, I was thinking about the towers like I would be entering the train, yes. Wow. Now, let me ask you a question. You thought about that stuff and how it was like a brave escape. Now, were you in the towers at all or even in New York City while this happened? Or? No, I was in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts in, <laughs> in the second grade. Um, I didn't actually even know really about 9-11 until the sixth grade when my parents let me watch a documentary about it on the five-year anniversary. Absolutely. So, yeah. Really, um, it, it still changed my life, though. Yes. Um, when Princess Diana died, I remember I told my sister, who cares? She's not like Santa Claus or anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did? Because I didn't realize who she was or anything like that. I was just a little kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you're young, you don't know how much these things are going to impact your life. Yeah, and Princess Diana really has impacted my life. Along with Colby, she was our first guest on our first episode. Oh, no um, way. That's true. We interviewed Princess Diana. Holy shit. Yeah, um, and she uh, was very... I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, well, we can just say, you know, at the time... She was, like, very nervous about riding in cars. And Amir and I were the oh. ones... Oh, no. She was kind of like... You, she was like, you know, like, I, I don't know, I feel exposed. You know, like, everybody can see me riding by. And we said, what are you, some kind of pussy bitch? <laughs> you did. Oh, you no, said that. You, you said that. I said, okay, you're right. I said it. 
Guys. But Amir. That's probably why she stopped buckling her seatbelt, too. You did back me up, yeah. You had to hold me back because I was about to throw some bones. We said, what are you afraid is going to happen? Oh, well. I mean, there's a lot of terrible things that can happen, even when you're not the princess who's being stalked. Yeah, that's, it was yeah, actually that's our true. original idea to do comedians and coffees. Comedians and cars getting coffees or whatever it's called. Comedian, yeah, comedians you know. and cars getting coffee. Oh. That was actually our idea originally, mm-hmm. um, where we would interview people about their love life. Uh, but Jerry uh, Seinfeld and said made money off of it on Crackle.com. Um, yeah, kind of muscled his way in there, to be honest. I am, I like, I do this. I, I mean, I might, I might just be speaking for myself, Amir, but I do no, not, not feel. Don't ever say that you're never by yourself. Thank you. That uh, uh, that makes me feel really good and, and strong. Um, I, I don't feel good about the way Jerry Seinfeld took that show away from us. Do you? I'm actually pissed off uh, to the brim. If mm-hmm. I was a cup, I'd be to the brim of piss. I would. I will say it is cool that he can get real like celebrities on his shows, though. Well, we had the that, princess. That, that's a cool part of it. Yeah, I mean, he's never going to get her now. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'd love to. I'd love to listen to that podcast if you can send it to me. That episode of the show. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, totally. What's your email? Um, it's Carolyn Egan ninety four mail.com send it on over you're available for birthday parties and <laughs> stuff I don't like work. that no i don't work. <laughs> i don't work I'll, I'll never work it means mm-hmm. i have to not be with uh, my men you know that's I, true yeah of course, it would take away i mean one of the things i admire about you carolyn and frankly it's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show Spill today the beans cold Mm-hmm. Is just like the whenever you're dating someone, you just you let them know that they're number one in your life. You know, even if just they're seven, like, they all know they're number one. Exactly. Yeah. In the in our present moment, they are number one with me. Yes. When we're together. Yeah. I think that's a very powerful. Uh, I think that's something that you guys could take with you, like in your dating lives, is to maybe make the other person more of a priority. Well, that's actually a problem for Colby because he's been I, yeah, uh, yeah. accused of being a stalker because he tried to make someone too much of his priority. It's, I mean, it's totally true. I mean, you know. <sighs> well, you were I mean, a I, Tom. Well, okay. Not in a perverted way. No, 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 no. Not in a perverted way at all. I mean, it was, it was definitely well, kind of. What did you do? Well, I, you know, I, 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 I'll, I'll cop to, I can be like. I can be... Colby, just let me say, because I know you're a little bit nervous about it. Okay. He worked at a photo lab, and then he started developing photos and seeing his beautiful family. And he was like, I want to be part of that family. He started tracking down where they lived, and he would go into their house when they weren't home and pretend he was their grandfather. (laughs) Oh, no. I would consider that a little perverted. I think it's sweet. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad you guys really have each other's backs on these terrible things that you've done. I'll tell you what, I got really good at fooling them. Yeah. Like they, they really you were their grandpa? They they my personal record was fifty eight minutes. They thought I was their grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And you god. do you, you do put a stopwatch on your watch and <laughs> <was>, well <laughs> I I had to kinda I had to kind of gamify it, you know, for myself. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I'm pretty happy with that time. I think it's a really good time. Yeah. And you, yeah. the point of that is you let them know they were number one in your life. 
yeah. grandpapa. I can see how that could be an issue. So maybe you could consider having two girlfriends so you can split your time up so you don't feel the need to stalk someone so much. Yeah, I mean, I could look into that. I, I could, I could uh, try doubling up, you know. Maybe, uh, maybe a little chick sandwich could come out of it. Mm, extra cheese, please. Oh, yeah, what's it, what do they call it when it's two girls and a guy? Uh, two guys uh, and a girl at a pizza place. <laughs> what did you say? Two guys and a girl at a pizza place. Wait. <laughs> Carolyn. That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah. Let's let's talk about self-care. One of the oh, things it's the time for the self-care hour. It's time for the self-care hour. One of the things that we I think is really important to talk about with guests is, you know, what they do to take care of themselves uh in this um you know the world. The world of dating was hard enough before coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I always say, um, and now, and now it's like, now it's like now there's all this other all the other stuff that you gotta like worry about. Like, oh my god, yeah, it's really, uh, really hard. I would say my biggest thing is listen to the CDC guidelines. I always wear a mask when I fuck, and it's actually <laughs> helped me stay what kind safe. of mask? Um, it's like one of those masks that it's a fake mouth over your own mouth. And so it looks like a real person is still there, but it's actually uh, incredibly terrifying. See, it's good you just clarified that because I thought, because, uh, you know, listening to you, you're an expert on this stuff. So I thought maybe next encounter I might wear a gorilla mask or something like that. But now oh, to now, no. I know it's more of a health uh, kind of mask. Yeah. Want yes. like an old navy type mask, like a nurse's mask. Yeah. Old navy, you might say something funny with a little bit of like aged typography on it. That might be kind of cool. Yeah. I like, will just say, I, I'll just rat you out a little bit, Amir. That Amir has has had this gorilla mask for years, and I've been wanting to use it, wanting to use it, and was like, you know, now everybody's wearing a mask. Now's my chance. And you know, Dr. Anthony uh, Fauci was like, Amir, that's not the kind of mask we mean. He did. He said that to me because I was. Mm-hmm. Those are in the wrong place. You well, you guys it. were on a Zoom. You were on a Zoom with Fauci. It was an accident. Oh, no way. I actually, I was Zoom. Does bombing. he sound the same? He has a big, big Spanish accent when he speaks. Um, not on, not in public. He was actually zooming with his family, and I zoom bombed the family Zoom. And <laughs> I didn't oh know it was God. him actually. I just put in a random URL and I got in there. No password. <laughs> no password. Uh, and I, just, I asked him the quick question because I was like, now's my fucking chance to go. I wasn't sure if it was him or Jeff Bezos at first. Then I realized it was him, so I went with that. Oh, wow. What'd you ask him? I said, can I wear this gorilla mask when I'm smanging it? And he said, uh, no, it's not that kind of mask in here. He knew my name because my stupid ass didn't change exactly. my Zoom name. Your... I was, uh, Zoom bombing, yes. Yeah. And then I Zoom bombed the classroom. But anyway... Um... So self-care, Carolyn, what do you do to self-care? Okay, so other than the mask, um, I also, um, you know, sometimes you forget to shower when, you're, when you have so many boyfriends. So I'll, I'll set a no, timer. No. What'd you say? I've ne- I never forget to shower. Oh, you don't? It's really easy for me to forget to shower, actually. Um, I don't think I smell, and I think that I smell. Um, well, Amir has this system where he showers after every meal. Well, whoever smelt a Delta, and I don't want anyone to sm- to sm- smeal me, uh, so I give it a nice shower post-meal. Oh, but you can still fart after you shower, you know. Excuse yeah. me? 
It's a, farting is more of an issue with the toilet rather than the, your skin. Like, do you fart in the toilet? Farting is an issue with the toilet. With the every toilet. time you have to fart. No, but you have to fart because you have to poop, not because you're not clean. Sure, sure. The only reason to fart <laughs> poop is to signal that you have to poop. <laughs> so yes. everybody in the area know it's poopy time, baby. <laughs> And Might not be coming right that's now. That's what you say, and that's one of the pro- it happened on two of your dates where you farted really loud. Oh boy! Over it cut through the music of the Bennigans, and you said, "It's poopy time, baby." Oh no! Did that did that end the date right then and there, or did things keep going? Actually, no. Things kind of <laughs> kept kept going after that, um, and then I, I tell you what really tanked it is when I was like. Um, when I was like, you know, I, I've screen grabbed a lot of your Insta stories. And she, uh, you guys weren't friends on Instagram. And then they were like, what? And I'm like, well, I don't want them to go away. Uh, that's what really did it. Um, <laughs> more so than the farting. That's and, actually surprising. I feel like some oh, people really? find that flattering. <laughs> oh, well, introduce me to him. Did not work with Hillary Swank. It did not. Yeah, you should try that with Hillary Swank. Well, he did, and that's who actually turned him down. Oh, yeah, shoot. yeah, she turned me down. Yeah. So, would you say that monogamy is a prison? Yes or no? Um. Yes. Okay. But also, everyone chooses what they want. But if some people choose to live in jail, then they choose to live in jail. I mean, I could not agree more with you right now. I mean, a lot of people are are talking about reforming the police and reforming prisons right now. And I say, well, why don't we start by reforming the original prison monogamy? Yeah. Wow. I'm glad that that's something that you're bringing up now, actually. So, yeah. Well, you, yeah, as a, uh, uh, I mean, you've been in an open marriage. You're seeing seven people and a half right now, which I don't think we, did we get into the half? Yes, it's because the yeah, other we, doesn't know that they Right, yes, 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 she's, yes. She's the guy's wife, her. the guy's girlfriend doesn't know that he's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you would agree with this? Monogamy is a prison? I mean, I just feel like we weren't meant to do that. We're animals. We're animals. Are you think, do you think that we're meant to be dating at all or just raw-dogging? We well, want. you know what? That's a really good. That's a really good point that I've never really considered before. Is that if if maybe we re- maybe dating is a prison too, and it's all about uh, raw dogging, to use your language. <laughs> um, Thank you. Raw dogging. Um, that's a great question. Um, it's a really see, good I'm question. The, I'm of the other. I'm of the other part where I'm trying to find a marriage, trying to fall in love, but my raw dog game too hard and it's not working out well for me so mm-hmm. i actually feel like uh, if, if if monogamy is a prison uh i hope to do life wow that's actually really poetic thank you i do a little bit of poetry um at the panera bread please read uh, us a few at least one please uh, you know well water, I, I would drink say it. i'll have I- a sip i want it here i'll take a rip I can't get enough drip, drip, drip off your head. It's rain. Pause, breathe. I'm here. You know I'm there. Water everywhere. Wow, what's that about? Falling in love for the first time. (laughs) Wow. 
that's really interesting. Thank you for saying that. That's so cool. Thanks. Now, I really think that you'll find love. I think that you'll be able to do it. How old so. are you? How old are you? 14. Just kidding. I'm 29. Oh, you got time. You yeah. got time. You know, guys, sperm, they don't dry up till at least 35. So, got time. And then it dries up in a second. It becomes kind of like um, a stress ball. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. My husband was, or no, somebody I dated was 13 years old. I think you almost incriminated yourself. <laughs> Sometimes I lose track. I've had 100 boyfriends. Give me a break. That's true. That is, you know what? Break given. Thank you. But yeah, just don't stress yourself out about it. You got at least five more years. Yeah. Uh, well, do I want kids? I don't know. I, I, I just want the marriage. I just want to be uh, selfish that way. I mean, how can you bring a kid into this world? I mean, mm -hmm. with all these things going on, how are you going to bring a kid well, into Well, yeah, it? I mean, I, I, I can only agree with that, Amir. You know, when we were born... The world was really good. The Berlin Wall had just come down. The USSR had fallen apart. Bill George Clinton was, was about president. to. What did you say? George H. W. was president. I was. I was, was going to say Bill Clinton was about to be president, but we had a really good president, which is H. W. Who, as we know, grew into a guy who wore fun socks and pinched women's asses as he was rolled by in a wheelchair, which is a mm. completely, I mean, I see you nodding. You know that that's completely true about George H.W. Bush <laughs> is that he was just a, a horny little pincher into his 90s. And that guy was the president then. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how people, I, I don't know how I don't have a million brothers and sisters they're like the, the same age as me. I mean, that was that was a horny time in, I mean, people were just like looking around like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, everyone had houses too. The whole world, everyone had, everyone had a house then. They all had houses. And now we've got people living with their parents. And to that I say, uh, uh, good luck getting pregnant when you're living with your parents and you're working your your social media job and you've got all of your college debt and uh your freaking <laughs> skin tags on your neck keep skin going tags on your neck yeah and the uh you know this orange skies in California right now i mean i don't know I don't know. And I, I hate to I hate to change the subject right now, but I feel like we should just move on to the next question, which is okay. Um, you know, love is not only romantic; it is sometimes a, a friendship. Love you love your best friend. Um, tell me when you realized you were in love with your best friend. Me, mm. Carolyn, you're the guest on the show. It's always <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could stop saying me. Yeah, the questions are all directed to you. This is a question. Is this for me? <laughs> Amir and I talk once a week. We already know this stuff about each other. Oh, wow. That's really cool that you ask each other those things. So I'm a little confused by this question. So you're asking me when I fell romantically in love with my best friend or when I first knew that I loved my best friend? Like When you were in love with your best friend. Oh, okay. Uh, Colby Calais says she's lucky to be in love with her best friend. Uh, do you agree with that? I think Jason I Maz also said it. That is, that is really beautiful. I would not call any, I, I honestly don't think that that's happened to me. Um, I wouldn't call any of my boyfriends my best friends. I would call them acquaintances at best. Um, but best friend, probably not. 
I do, do you love any of your uh, boyfriend's uh, favorite hobby, what their favorite TV show is or anything like that. Favorite. Food? Oh yeah. One of my boyfriends, his favorite thing is that wooden ball connected to a stick. <laughs> Like a cup, and he has to try to get yeah, it. Yeah, to catch it. He's getting so good at it; it's really cool. Um, <laughs> How old he's, is he? Is he's, he like he's, he's thirty-one. 31? No, he's thirty-one. Sure, Oh, you might want to if you're trying to have kids. He might, and if he's the one for you, he's about I to. I know. I got him on my short list. I got. I still am deciding. I still have time. He oldest boyfriend, to. youngest boyfriend. Let's hear it. Oldest boyfriend. Oldest boyfriend right now is um, 53 and a quarter. He keeps track. Um, and my youngest boyfriend is um, 26. I don't date younger. They're too immature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, boys grow up a lot slower than girls. Yeah. So, you know. Well, you do say that a lot. By seven or eight women years. Women mature faster. You do say that a lot, Colby. I say women. Yeah, I do. Well, but I say that to excuse certain behaviors of mine. Oh. Like what? I don't oh. say it out of any real like understanding of the of the science mm. of the biology, which is a science, or so I'm told. Carolyn, biology. it's time for us to go. What? Biology is a science. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, it's time for us to go into our our rapid fire round here, Ooh. as we like to call it. It's time to go sicko mode. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Yep. Oh yeah, one of my boyfriends likes doing beats. He's not a DJ. <laughs> he likes doing stuff. on Fruity Loops. <laughs> on Fruity Loops? Yeah, Is that the software he uses. He oh, likes to. He okay. likes doing beats. I mean, I know this guy. You know, he has like a really demanding day job, but he just kind of goes home and just like presses a few buttons on a keyboard and throws mm-hmm. that stuff on up on SoundCloud well, and says, Mike "Well, I, I really it. like music. Yeah. What I really like is music. Yes. I might be." I'm, I might be like, you know, working in the financial district and actively contributing to the death of one of the biggest and most important cities in global history. But what I really like is music. You and me, mm-hmm. we're the same. You're creative. I'm creative at night. We both like music. Yeah, mm. and he agrees that creativity should never be something that people should have to be paid for. That is a good point. For your creative endeavors. Like never. I and like I, I stand by that. Never pay a creative artist. Rapid fire round. Okay. What is the dirtiest sext you've ever sent? Ooh, the dirtiest sext I've ever sent um, is probably um, there's a glory hole waiting for you when you get home. <laughs> wow, filthy. Absolutely filthy. <laughs> Thank you. That's truly, this is like me bearing my soul right now. Now, can I? I know it's rapid fire, but I have to have a follow up. Mm-hmm. Behind the glory hole, was it another one of your boyfriends? And you sent the other one a message saying, You're going to have a little surprise behind the glory hole today. And he thought it would be your erect penis instead. No, it was actually, I drilled a hole in our bathroom door. And he <laughs> came home and stuck his penis through it. And I sure. sucked him off. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. Just like a normal glory hole. Absolutely. A normal glory hole in. <laughs> The door for the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And Next question. Mm-hmm. Is it weirder for someone to meet their spouse on Tinder or at work? Um, definitely weirder at work. Ugh, strange. I don't know how you could watch someone's fingers on the board and then want them to be inside you. I don't get it. Um, definitely weirder at work. Yeah. I mean... Someone came on to me at work once. Oh, really? Uh, 
they saw me typing on the keyboard and they said, uh, you like QWERTY so much. How about making me squirty? Oh my God. And I was like, that was my reaction. I was like, that is horrible. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit harassment. No, I didn't. No, I did not. Okay, I tried, but I, I couldn't get her there. Next sure. question. Oh, sorry. What's worse, monogamy or the Stanford prison experiment? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we already discussed how monogamy was like jail. Um, but well, the that's Stanford the correct prison. answer to this question is that they're the same. Yeah. Okay. And there are right or wrong question, answers to these questions. Oh, oh my so God. far, you have not been doing well. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll try to be better. But I'll still answer honestly. Amir, you have one now, right? Yes. Um, if you're taking someone out on a date, do you take them for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Ooh, if I'm taking them out on a date, um, I would take them out for lunch. You know, a nice quick 30 minutes after, like, between at their break during work. You know, they don't have a ton of time. And it's a nice in and out. You get to know the person. You're not stuck there. I think it's actually, that was actually a great answer. And that, that was the right one. I think you're right, actually. That is the right that's, answer. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's the perfect answer. Wow. Thank you. Actually, I'm just kidding. You're wrong. It's breakfast. Right before work. Damn. Get a big hot bowl of oatmeal together right before work. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'll try that next time. Okay. I'm actually going on a date later tonight. So. Oh, what? With a new boyfriend, potentially. New, I haven't asked him yet, but potential number eight and a half. Yeah, potential the number film. eight. Oh yeah. Well, Smith, is that the one you're talking about? Potentially. <laughs> eight mile? I think that's it. I'll figure it out. Will Smith in eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's right. Well I think it's, a it's movie time. By Fellini. What <laughs> That was, I felt, I thought rapid fire questions would be like 10 questions, but this was like an odd, this strange number of questions. This was four questions, the fab <laughs> four. Um, okay. And it's, it's, five. it's now time to, to end the show. And uh, as kind of a final segment, uh, we kind of all go around and offer some advice for the week. Uh, uh, for all of our listeners out there who kind of see us as as sort of like you know like like mentors like like, what? like dating horoscopes. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um. Uh. So you know, we'll just kind of all go around. I go. I can go first if that would if that would help people. Um. Mm -hmm. I would like to. I would like to issue a challenge to our listeners this week. Mm. As far as your dating lives go over these next seven days. Date someone, go on a date with someone who fucking terrifies you. Wow. That is really incredible. And I would never is, think to do that. That's the only way of, we grow. This is a little what? bit embarrassing, but it's okay. not the same, but I did have a challenge as well. Um, do Ice Bucket challenge on someone? On a date? Mm -hmm. Wow. How about you, Carolyn? <laughs> oh, man. My advice for this week would be um, 
really let loose and let yourself trip and fall as many times as you feel like um, and see who picks you up. And you really are a comedian because you're making those falls. You're making Pratt falls. Yeah. No, they Pratt falls because of Chris Pratt. Yeah, and that's why we do it because he's the funniest comedian. (laughs) Even after him. (laughs) He's really an inspiration to him. Totally. I like Especially the story Jurassic. of him um, in Parks and Recreation when he surprised Amy Poehler by opening a door. The scene is where you open a door and he's butt naked. Yeah. I love that story about him. Full dong. Yeah, yeah it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's okay. really good. <laughs> well, Carolyn, what would you like to plug? Um, <clears throat> what would you like to plug? I would say... Um, and Colby, before you say it, don't say the joke you always say. Don't plug that. Oh. Okay, well, I was going to say that something. Joke. I do. I always make that joke. I, I was going to say. I say, what would you like to plug? Your butt? <laughs> you dirty Amir always, Amir always cuts him up. Wow. That was bad. Um, but uh, in all sincerity, I would like to... Uh, say everybody who's listening to this donate $5 to the Brooklyn Community Bail Fund this week and that way we can all shed a little positive light on this dreary, dreary world. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. And also I will be recording a sex tape next week. <laughs> so um, subscribe to my uh, Vimeo account and that's where it'll be. It's not on OnlyFans? Oh no! It's just for free on Vimeo. <laughs> yep, it's free. I don't work. I told you. Vimeo's good. You can change the color of the play button. Yeah, it's really fun. Really fun. But thank you so much for having me. Carolyn, no, no. Thank you. Oh. No, seriously, you... thank you. You're welcome, Carolyn. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Amir? Carolyn? Yes? Thank you. You're welcome. Do I close out the show? Goodbye.